Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And Clayton Keller are, yeah, Clayton Keller is, a, and Clayton Keller was the one bright spot for the Coyotes last year. Barrett Hayton, fifth overall pick in the 2018 NHL draft. He finally arrived in the NHL, had a respectable 40 points. We'll, we'll pull up the season stats here, but he had a respectable 43 points. And Nick Schmaltz had 58 points, but Clayton Keller was the catalyst of this offense for the Coyotes last year. And Barrett Hayton, Logan Cooley had a respectable 60 points with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I thought he was going to return to Minnesota for his sophomore season. It turns out Bill Armstrong was able to get Logan Cooley, the third pick in the 2022 NHL draft to sign his entry-level deal. He also got Jason Zucker from the Penguins, and Zucker's going to be moving from left wing to right wing. And Matthias Maselli had 49 points. So, I mean, the Coyotes' first two lines actually look fairly decent. Kerfoot, Nick Bajustad, and Dylan Gunther are on the third line. And Gunther's a player I loved. Gunther was my number two player in the 2021 NHL draft. The Coyotes, Bajustad only had 29 points. Kerfoot only had 32 points. But, you know, those guys on the third line aren't horrible fits. I mean, if those guys can step up on the third line, this Arizona Coyotes offense might be more formidable than originally anticipated. I do think the fourth line of Jack McBain, Travis Boyd is awful. The one bright spot on Arizona's fourth line has to be Lawson Krause, a 2015 first-round pick with the Florida Panthers that never quite panned out. And then you look at the Coyotes, what they've done defensively here. Um, defensively, the Arizona Coyotes... Matthew Dumba from the Minnesota Wilds is going to be anchoring their blue line with J.J. Moser next to him. Troy, Stret Troy Stetcher, never heard of Troy Stetcher. Juso Valley Maki was the Flames' 2017 first-round pick who didn't who flamed out in Calgary, didn't quite pan out there. Valley Maki's a number four defenseman. Victor Soderstrom was a 2019 first-round pick by the Coyotes. He's finally up in the NHL, and Sean Dursey, is going to be, I think Sean Dursey was on, um, I got to do some research on this really quickly. I think Sean Dursey was on another team last year and the Coyotes picked him up in free agency. Oops, something happened to the connection. You got to be kidding me. Okay, we're still live. It's just not showing the, um, There we go. There we go. That's better. Sean Dursey was on the LA Kings last year. That's why that name is so familiar. So the Coyotes, they went out and they made some pretty respectable free agency moves. I'll give them credit for that. I do like the moves they've made. I don't trust their goaltending, though. I don't trust Vegmelka. I don't trust Connor Ingram. 
Jakub Voracek, another free agent they added, is on IR. So is Shea Weber, and so is Brian Little. So they went out. Coyotes have made an effort to be competitive, but, like, I just don't think it's going to be enough to make the playoffs. But this is going to be a very fun team to watch. If the Coyotes had a better goalie, they might be a dark horse to make the playoffs. But right now, this is just a team that has a combination of young players from the NHL draft as well as veteran free agents trying to find an identity. I don't know if they're the worst team in this division or not, because I really do like some of the moves they made. Bringing up Logan Cooley, signing Matthew Dumba, signing Sean Dursey from the LA Kings, you know, signing Jason Zucker. I really do like a lot of these moves for the Coyotes. And to be completely honest, I thought the Coyotes had the worst NHL draft in 2023. So for Bill Armstrong to make some moves like this in the offseason, it kind of makes up for the Coyotes 2023 draft if their picks do not pan out. All right, next up is the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm probably going to leave the Coyotes out of the playoffs for now because the Coyotes failed to get a new stadium. Connor Bedard, Lucas Reichel, and Taylor Hall. That's a really good first line for the Blackhawks. Connor Bedard, number one pick in the NHL draft. Taylor Hall, another former number one pick. And then Lucas Reichel, the Blackhawks' 2020 first-round pick. I think that's a really strong first line. Gives you quite the identity. And then Andres Anathasal led the team with 20 goals, 20 assists, 40 points. He's your second-line left winger. Radish is a second-line right winger. And Tyler Johnson, former Tampa Bay Lightning member, second-line center. Jason Dickinson's the third-line center. Um, I think Kurashev and Blackwell are not good. Donato's just a stopgap. Foligno and Corey Perry are past their prime, but they're good fourth-line role players for a young Blackhawks team like this that really just doesn't have an identity right now. Seth Jones and Kevin Korchinski. If Seth Jones can reclaim his... If Seth Jones plays like he did when the National... If Seth Jones can actually play like he did when... Um, when he was at his peak and Korchinski steps up, that could be a really good first line on the blue line. Um, Connor Murphy, Jared Tenorti, no. Nikita Zaitsev, Wyatt Kaiser. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be objective. But when I look at the Blackhawks and I look at the big picture, the Blackhawks still need guys on the second, third, and fourth line. To I, I do think the Blackhawks have a really good first line defense and a really good first line at forward, first line of forwards with Hall, Reichel, and Bedard. Bedard, he's on the first line power play with Radish, Johnson, Taylor Hall, Seth Jones, and then Korchinski's on the second line power play with Ryan Donato. Um, Connor Bedard is not going to be playing on the penalty killing unit, so whenever the Blackhawks are penalty killing, you do not have to worry about Connor Bedard. So my strategy for beating the Blackhawks would be simply get the Blackhawks in the penalty box so that Connor Bedard's not on the ice. That That's a very basic strategy. Mrazek um, and Soderblom, I am not sold on either one of those goalies. I do think Connor, this team is in a rebuild. Chicago is. They're going to go as far as Connor Bedard takes them. That's just the bottom line. I love the Oliver Moore pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And I, I think the Blackhawks have a good prospect pool, but right now the Blackhawks are rebuilding. I'm going to rank them eighth, and I'm going to rank the Coyotes seventh, but I'm going to rank the Blackhawks eighth. I'm not exactly sure if I would keep them at eight, but like the Blackhawks still have a ton of issues. 
I'm going to rank them at eight right now among the teams in the Central Division. I do think their future is bright, but they have the, you look at the 2024, 2025, 2026, and 2027 NHL drafts. There we go. That did the trick. Yeah, and we're waiting. Restream is uh, restream is not letting me load. But, you know, Jonathan Druin was teammates with Nate McKinnon on the Halifax Mooseheads. And Druin thrived in that role where he was line mates with McKinnon. He ended up going third overall in the NHL draft. He's going to be the first line left winger. Arturi Likunin a player who's been a good role player with Colorado for years is the line two center line two left winger. I, I should say Ryan Johansson is going to be the line two center Nachushkin. I do think if Jonathan Druin can recapture the magic he had with Halifax, this could be a decent team to hey, Tars on the third line with Ross Colton, who Colorado got in the trade with the Tampa Bay lightning. It just feels like Colorado is trying to find a stopgap in that first line left wing role until team captain Gabriel Landiscog comes back. That's just the vibe I get. It's the impression I get with this Colorado team. And, you know, I just hope this, I just hope we don't get disconnected here on restream. It would suck if I had to go through and do this all over again, but you know, Okay, we're still live. Cool. Cool. All right. So, as far as the lines go, Druin, McKinnon, Rantanen. If Druin can recapture the magic he had with the Halifax Mooseheads, that's a serviceable first line. And Likonen and Nichushkin were playmakers on Colorado Stanley Cup run. You add Ryan Johansson from Nashville. That's a nice second line. Ross Colton from Tampa. Thomas Tatara, free agent. Miles Wood. Three free agents. How is their chemistry going to how how is their chemistry as a team going to develop? And then Ben Myers, Logan O'Connor, and Andrew Cogliano are on the fourth line. I think the fourth line may have better chemistry than the third line, but the third line clearly has more talent. Colorado's gonna go. I, I do like Colorado's top six. I have question marks about Miles Wood and the fourth line, but again. If those guys step up, Colorado could be a very dangerous team. Um, Colorado replaces their veteran free agent, Eric Johnson, with Jack Johnson. But Josh Manson from Anaheim and Bowen Byram are still in the second line. Devin Toves and Kale McCarr are still on that top line. And Dan Samuel Girardin is going to anchor the third line instead of, of complementing that. And then you got Jack Johnson. So Colorado has like five top four defenders on their roster. It's one of the reasons why they're lethal. And nobody on the blue line currently injured at the moment. Colorado's got one of the best blue lines in the league. And Georgiev and Frank Kuz are the goalies. I'm not sold on either of these goalies personally. I mean, Georgiev was a backup to Igor Shesterkin on the New York Rangers. And Frank Kuz was a backup to um, 
Colorado's goalie during the 2022 Stanley Cup. If you remember, Colorado, they won the 2022 Stanley Cup, but their goalie left the team and signed with Washington. He was a former Arizona Coyotes goalie. I just don't remember him at the top of my head. But he was a former Coyotes goalie. He gets traded to Colorado. But yeah, Colorado's still a playoff team, but I'm just not sure they check off every box you want for a team that expected to make a deep run to the Stanley Cup Finals. I just don't see Colorado as that team this year. Let's keep going. We're going to go to my favorite NHL team, the Dallas Stars. This is a team that, you know what? I I'm sick of the lagging from Daily Faceoff. I'm just going to type in Dallas Stars. I think it loads faster that way. And once you find loopholes, you take advantage of that. You take advantage of that. Yep. Okay, so Robertson, Rupe, Henson, Pavelski remain in the top line. Wyatt Johnson, Dodonov, and Benner in the second line. Mason Marshman, um, Tyler Sagan, Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne, I love the Matt Duchesne signing personally. I think Sagan will be on the second line at either center or right wing. I, I don't know why Dodonov is listed as a second line right winger. I think Dodonov will be on the third line. And I think Sagan will be the second line right winger. But I guess you could put Sagan as a third line center with Duchesne at right wing and Marshman at left wing. But I would put Sag I think Sagan will be on the second line at some point. Ty Delandry, Erratic Foxa, and Craig Smith are your fourth line players. And I do like what Dallas has. I think Dallas has 12 very good forwards. Everybody's bitching about how bad Ryan Suter was in the playoffs, but he's still reliable in the regular season. He's still he's still a first-line defenseman. He's been a first-line defenseman his entire career. Hockenpah and Harley, I do think Harley deserves to be on power play more frequently. Nils Lundqvist and Esselindell are listed as the third-line defenseman. I don't really have any issues with Dallas. As long as uh, the blue line can play like they did, because Ryan Sutter was okay against Seattle and Minnesota. He sucked against Vegas, but he was good at the first two rounds of series. As long as he can play like he did at the beginning of the playoffs through a seven-game series, I think Dallas has the talent to go on a run once again. And for me, the Dallas Stars, they're going to have Hawk and Paul Lindell on the first line, PK, Heiskin and Suter on the second line, Miro Heiskanen and Nils Lundqvist, See, you need to put Harley on the power play. I'm sorry, but like last year you had, well, you need to put Harley on the power play. Harley's your best offensive defenseman outside of Heisken. And this is the only thing I disagree with Dallas on as a team. But overall, I think Dallas checks off more boxes in the Colorado Avalanche. Dallas is my number one team in the Central Division. And maybe that's biased towards me being a Dallas Stars fan, but I have more confidence in these 12 forwards, this defense, and the goaltending with uh, Jake Ottinger than I do with Colorado right now. So for me, that's a big reason why Dallas is number one in this division for me. That's just my personal opinion. Dallas was top five in power play and penalty killing during the regular season. The problem is the Dallas Stars didn't sustain that during the playoffs. You've got to be kidding me. 
you got to be kidding me, Restream. You cannot keep doing this to me. You cannot keep doing this to me. It's at the point where I'm going to go in and talk to you and attempt to screen share. I'm going to attempt to screen share. You know, I'm not saying it'll work, but I'm at the point where I'm ready to try screen sharing. I'm ready to try screen sharing on TalkShoe because I have zero confidence in Restream. That's that's entirely on your organization. That's not partially on your organization. That's entirely on your organization. That is entirely on your organization. So, yeah, I've earned the right to be a, be somewhat of Okay, we're back. No, nothing happened to the stream. Thank God. Okay, so Minnesota, Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Minnesota Wild just do not have a first-line center now. They finally came to their senses and said, we're promoting Marco Rossi to the active roster. But unless Marco Rossi breaks out and ends up in a first-line role, I just do not trust the Minnesota Wild right now. Spurgeon and Middleton are on the top line. Addison and Broden are on the second line. Faber, Goligoski, okay. Um, the goaltending, Gustafsson and Andre Fleury, it's a nice tandem. I just don't trust the Wild because they don't have a first-line center. At least with Colorado, they have Nate McKinnon. Um, I would probably put Colorado at two behind Dallas, if I had to be honest. I'm not saying no to Minnesota. They have everything but a, a really good first-line center. But Dallas has Rupe Hits and Colorado is Nate McKinnon. So I can't really sit here and say they have stability there. Um, let's see how the Nashville Predators look. Oh, you've got to be kidding me with this. And this is done. This is unacceptable. I'm just going to wait until I know Restream has my back. Okay, it says we're still live, but there are connection issues. All right, so Restream is attempting to reconnect. You know, I may just do the draft only on TalkShoe. I'm sorry, guys, but this is this is inexcusable. I have to make sure this is completely loaded on YouTube and that we have not been disconnected yet. Okay, good. We're still live on Restream. I think there's only a few teams left. 
I'm double checking in the meantime. We've got the Predators, the Blues, and Winnipeg, I believe, and that's it. Yeah, we've already previewed Arizona, Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. So got three teams left, and then I'm done with this restream. Okay? So please do not freeze on me. Can we do that? Can we get through this without any technical difficulties here? I mean, if restream disconnects on us, I'm just gonna put the I'm just gonna make sure Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg miss the playoffs and put the five put the four put four of the five teams outside of Chicago in the playoffs just to be just to be an asshole. Because that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. I do not like restream freezing on me. It irritates me to zero end. And it's affecting my ability to focus. Because I want to go through these lines, show our audience the visuals, and then get on with my day. So, looking at this group of forwards for Nashville... Looking at this group of forwards for Nashville, you've got Ryan O'Reilly, Philippe Forsberg, Gustav Nyquist. Um, Nyquist is a nice addition through free agency. Ryan O'Reilly, you get him in free agency as well. Gurionov's a former Dallas star. He's on the second line with Novak and Angelista. I mean, this isn't bad team, but it just feels like that Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly and Nyquist are going to carry the roster. That's just the impression I get when looking at Nashville. Luke Shen, Roman Yossi are on the top line. Roman Yossi, one of the best first-line defensemen in the league. Tyson Berry and Ryan McDonough are on the second line. And then Alexander Carrier and Dante Fabro are on the third line. This is a really solid blue line. This is a blue line that could get Nashville because I, because I look at Nashville, I look at the blue line, and I look at the goaltending with Juicy Soros. I mean, I I like Nashville's defense, and I like their goaltending. I just do not see enough impact play from their forwards for me to say this is a team that can go on a deep Stanley Cup run. Please do not disconnect me. You disconnect me, I will make sure. I will make sure Okay, we're still live apparently on YouTube. But yeah, I am kind of pissed off that this disconnected me. So right now Dallas, Colorado and Minnesota are my top 3 once again, but I want to preview the remaining 3 teams and see where we're at. See if the Blues, maybe the Coyotes can make a splash. The Coyotes had a better goal goalie situation. I would put them in. I'm leaning towards Nashville over Minnesota, if I'm being honest. I have more confidence in Ryan O'Reilly than any center on the Minnesota Wild. But the Minnesota Wild have better depth than Nashville. 
And you can make an argument that they have a better goalie combination too. So, you know, just looking at Nashville, I'm leaning Nashville over Minnesota as my three seed. Um, you're telling me I cannot fucking live stream. No, I'm not accepting that outcome. I'm not going to accept that outcome. Okay, we're still live on Restream, apparently. They're just not connecting. They're not connecting my live stream. I'm very angry about it. Now, the uh, now thanks to Rob or my CTO, the screen looks a lot better. It does. But the Restream is just being pricks. And this happens way too frequently for my liking. You know, I might just do a podcast on TalkShoe with Rudy tonight and then just uh I'd like to do restream but don't get me wrong restream does not let me share the visuals and the audio is choppy at times restream has potential but the audio is choppy and the visuals fade in and out way too frequently for my liking so if I'm paying $190 for a streaming service it better not be choppy you cannot be choppy with me. You have to be perfect and you do what I tell you. That's what I expect from a streaming service. Like, if I'm... If I'm doing a streaming... If I'm live streaming to my YouTube channel and I'm paying $190 per year, then the, then the, streaming, then the streaming product has to do what I say. It's not a choice. You have to do what I say. Like I'm, this is it. You you freeze on me again. No draft streams on live. No no restream draft specials. All the draft specials will be uh, post draft because we've just had too many technical problems. The draft specials are only going to be on Talkshoe in 2024. But live draft grades. I'll do live draft grade recap shows on restream because there's just too much. A draft. If I just if I did a draft special on restream Okay, we're still live. Apparently, we never Yeah, I'm going to reload the page because I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off with the lagging. I don't care. I'm angry. Like, I'm not reloading my show four times. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. And we're still live on Restream, apparently. The visuals just aren't working. And the visuals, the whole reason I paid $190 for Restream is for the visuals, okay? If TalkShoe could screen share without disconnecting my podcast, I would cancel my membership with Restream right now because... The visuals are what I want. The visuals. Yes, the visuals, okay? Like, I'm going to do a draft. I'm going to screen share on TalkShoe. One of these days, I'm going to screen share my content on TalkShoe. We're going to test it. We're going to get it right. Um, 
okay? I'm going to test it because I do not want to do a restream if I'm paying $190 and the audio goes laggy. I just don't. You know, I'd rather do it on TalkShoe. My content on Restream has lagged way too frequently. I need to be paid by this company for how much you fucked up. This company needs to be writing me a paycheck, begging me to stay on board because it's not going to work. So for me, I've got Nashville at three. motherfuckers restream does talk shoe allow us to screen share because i'm gonna go into talk shoe and do the rest of this through screen share if that's possible i've just had it with restream today i've had it with them give me a second to get on talk shoe on my computer and then we're gonna screen share through talk shoe because i've had it frankly i've had it I'm at the tipping point where if TalkShoe disconnects me, I'm, I really don't give two shits. That's where we're at, folks. And Restream disconnected me during my Dallas Stars preview, which makes me even angrier because the Dallas Stars are my favorite NHL team. So if you're going to censor the Dallas Stars, you're going to censor my favorite hockey team, then what's the point of even recording this fucking video? What's the point? What's the fucking point of making any videos if I can't showcase my visuals? That is the whole purpose I'm paying you pieces of shit. To promote my content on social media for me and to let me showcase my visuals. God damn.
we're trying talk shoe because at this point, at this point, I have more confidence in talk shoe, even if it disconnects me, than I do in restream. I don't have any confidence in restream at all. None. And you censored the Dallas Stars. You didn't even let me go through the Dallas Stars line combinations. You guys are assholes. We're going to do a part two. We are. We're going to do a part two because this is horseshit. This is horseshit. I hate this service. I literally hate. <sighs> no, I have to have visuals on my podcast. I have to have visuals. I am a visual whore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am a whore for visual content. I love. I, I'm not a visual whore, but like. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Yeah, if Joey were here, I'd be getting roasted so hard for that comment, but I have to have visuals on my podcast. It's not a choice. I want visuals on my podcast like Geeks and Gamers and Timcast, and I want the visuals to stay on the screen for the entirety of my rant. That's not a choice. That is something that must be done. Okay, and if there's a streaming service out there that's better than Restream, hit me up. Is there a better streaming service than Restream for screen sharing? Because Restream is just frozen on me for like four or five times. I hate it. You know, I hate it because I hate that. Okay, so we're gonna go into um, we're gonna go into Draft Utopia. I'm gonna X this out. We'll be back shortly. I know I'm on the phone. Um, I know we're gonna go into this. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care at this point. If TalkShoe can screen share, I will gladly use TalkShoe instead of Restream. I just will. All right, so, yeah, apparently, all right. Change background. Way to screen share. So I know you used to be able to. So. I'm very upset with. Screen share. Okay, that on
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.